Hey everyone here and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee. You are joining us as we continue on this never-ending Kratos-like odyssey, you know, into the underworld of Metallica criticism and, you know, I am loving it and I appreciate everyone that is listening to the show and enjoying it as well. Uh, today is no different from a lot of other episodes in the sense that we are looking at a song with a guest, with a fellow huge fan and digging in, but, you know... It, Still, it's really exciting to get through. We've got so much back catalogue to explore, and uh, it's been a joy so far. Um, today, we're looking at "Don't Tread on Me," which is, you know, divisive in terms of subject matter, and not necessarily the most talked about Metallica song. Uh, and we'll explore reasons for that. But um, just before we get into it, of course, I have to introduce the guest, Danny. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well, man. You're joining us from sunny climes in LA, right? Sunny. Well, I believe it's a little cloudy today, okay. which is odd, but. But yeah, seventy three degrees out here, so I really can't complain about the weather. I'm I'm jealous of you for probably for one, yeah. for, for the main reason. Um, Amoeba Music, have you been there recently? I've uh, it's been a couple years, but I, I used to go for a, a lot more than than now. I mean, a, a crazy record store chain. I guess to tangentially con- connect it, Metallica played there. I believe they did a show in in one of their outposts. But um, I don't really know why I mentioned them. They just sprung into my head. <laughs> just uh, sheer reminiscence. But uh, it's great to have on the show, man. Right. Thank I'm uh, grateful to be here. I'm looking forward to, to chatting about Metallica. And let's talk about Metallica for you personally. Um, how did it begin? What were your first experiences? Do you remember the first time you ever heard them? Yeah, I actually do. It's it's pretty vivid memory since Metallica has come such a big part of my life. Um, I first was introduced to them um through actually a music class, I was in guitar class, mm. and um, are we actually convinced the teacher, or I guess the the older kids convinced the teacher to have us watch S and M, right? Um, as a, as some sort of project, <laughs> I guess I don't Love know. It. You know, mm. creative kids will will figure out a way, but we ended up watching it, and so that was my intro to Metallica, and that mm. was right after it came out. So that might have been two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah. Um. So I kind of, at that point, I'm listening to, you know, Nirvana, System of a Down, things like that. And that was like the hardest music I had ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, I had to ask friends, you know, if they had any albums and they lent me Master of Puppets, which, as we all know, becomes the gateway to everything Metallica. Mm-hmm. Kind of just fell through the catalog from there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, since then, you've been a huge fan, right? You said you saw them five times. Five times, yeah. I've been wow. lucky enough to see them five times. You know, lucky for us, they they do play Los Angeles quite yeah. a bit. Sure. So yeah, I've I've tried to catch them ever since I was kind of old enough to buy my own ticket. I've kind of uh, tried to see them whenever possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, we'll get into the stuff you've seen at the end, as we always do. But you know, before we get into that, we obviously have today's song, "Don't Tread on Me." And just before mm-hmm. that, I just want to read out uh, two emails that I've received. Thank you to everyone that gets in touch with the show, metallicapod at gmail.com. Um, I've got some great messages across. The first one actually is about um, S&M in a way. It's from Jason. He says, Tom, uh, just done with the S&M episode, which I should say, shout out to Russell for coming on the show. Um, that was a really great episode that's just been released on the channel. Check it out if you haven't listened to it. Uh, Jason says, just got done with the S&M episode. And I must say, you guys did a great rundown. Even though I might not agree with everything, sorry, with or without orchestra, I love Devil's Dance. Okay, you know, it's fair enough. You guys pretty much nailed it. I'm with you on Minus Human as well. I've always preferred it over No Leaf Clover. Um, where do you stand on that, Danny? Uh, Minus Human, oh, the, which is your favorite of those two? 100% Minus Human, for oh, sure. Right? It's the heaviest mm. damn song I've ever heard. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not thrashy, but it's just got a real 
inescapable groove to it, a real slab of, of Hetfield, you know, fretworkery. And, uh, you Absolutely. know, I, I, I really enjoy that one. Um, and he just says that, uh, you know, Hero of the Day was made better on an S&M, uh, by far in his opinion, keep mm. with good work. Talk soon. I'm going to have Eric on for Hate Train. But um, S&M as a thing, right, Danny? It's a, a magisterial piece. It's Yeah, it's amazing. And I know a lot of people kind of don't like it like they're right. kind of against the you know the, the uh, orchestra thing yeah. but i thought that the orchestra added so much to to some of those songs mm-hmm. i thought the set list that they picked um was perfect i mean obviously as a metallica fan you want to hear the thrashier things and you want to hear some stuff from kill them all but i think just whatever the songs that they did pick you know coming from the black album and load obviously is, they were on the heels of, of that era but just uh, I think that's I think the set list that they picked was perfect, and uh, the orchestra lent itself well to to those songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Next email um, comes from Eric. He says, "Hello, thanks. Uh, first off, thanks for the great podcast. Great to see someone who loves Metallica as much as me. I just saw them for the second time in August, and they were amazing. My question for you is your honest opinion on the album Say Anger. I know universally the album is considered bad, from the steel sound of the snare drum to the absence of guitar solos. Personally, I actually enjoy the album to a degree. It's my least favorite. The guitar solos are missed, but there are a lot of things I do enjoy about the, the album. I'm a fan of the steel snare drum sound. I think it gives the song that extra boom and helps you react to the breakdowns and riffs more when that snare hits." I also think that James' voice is very good on this album. Maybe more than his most recent albums, his voice is more of a raw sound, like it's close to the mic when recording. You can hear it in songs like Frantic. The lyrics can be a bit cheesy, and the songs tend to just keep repeating over and over about the solos. But overall, I appreciate that experiment with the album, and I'm wondering your opinion. Thank you, Eric from Seattle, Washington. Thank you, Eric. Um, you know, I have made it clear on past episodes uh, that I am a contrarian. I am a St. Anger fan. You know, I, I do like it more than Load Reload, and I continue to enjoy it. Um, I really respect its honesty, and I find it quite compelling in a dark sort of Alice in Chains sort of way. I find it quite murky and mysterious, and I think it has a lot of character. I mean, where do you stand on St. Anger? Yeah, St. Anger, I'm kind of more in your boat. Um, I definitely am a fan of the album. I also can acknowledge that it's not the best. Um but I, there was a, a different appreciation. It was very interesting after watching some kind of monster, the documentary. Sure. Um, I was kind of a half fan of that album before I saw that documentary. And once I saw that, it kind of just gave you so much more backstory into those songs mm. and the process and just how turbulent of a time it was for them. And that kind of just made me appreciate the hard work that went into the album even more. So I'm definitely a fan of that album. Um, Probably is still my least favorite Metallica album, and I hate okay. the snare, okay. but still, I, I still do enjoy going back into it because there's some heavy, heavy songs and some really, really killer riffs on it mm. that um, I love to, to go back and listen to. Mm. And, and talking about the sound of albums, uh, just to move into Don't Tread On Me. Like, it's emblematic, uh, revisiting this song, which I hadn't really listened to much before, um, you know, about a week ago, getting ready for this episode. But, you know, it's emblematic of that Bob Rock, Metallica, Black Album sound, which is, like, at once claustrophobic, but also quite exploratory and, you know, forthcoming. Right, it's it's a very clean sound, too. Mm. That's Because I, I did listen, you know, when I started going back to the albums, I heard Master of Puppets, and then I jumped to the beginning and heard Kill Em All and Ride the Lightning, and then and Justice for All, and then so when you hear the Black album, it's just a, it's a very clean and crisp, yeah. and you know what everything is is going on. There isn't like too much nuisance in it, really, where mm-hmm. you're just like, whoa, what was that? Like you can kind of just hear everything up front. 
yeah, yeah. There's there's certain not not gimmicks, but certain things that are added to the band sound from a professional Bob Rock, quote unquote, record producer sort of you know vibe. He brings a certain sheen to things. Uh, not least with the opening sort of West Side Story America play uh, with the riff. Yeah, that's the kind of. And again, once when I first heard this, of course, I didn't know anything of that. Yeah. But same thing. I, I did kind of do a little bit of research uh, in preparation for the podcast. And yeah, you you get these kind of quoting of a of a musical mm-hmm. that's like way left field for a metal band, you know. Yeah, completely. I mean, it's in that vein of being almost sneering with it, you know, um, exploiting the jingoism. I'm thinking about Hendrix, you know, Star Spangled Banner, and uh, you know, Born in the USA which was kind of repurposed by certain right-wing presidential candidates uh, wrongly. Mm -hmm. You know, there is this kind of trend of using this Pearl Jam often, you know, do stuff like this. And it kind of sets the tone, doesn't it? Because with one, you feel the band are sort of, you know, pacifists to a certain extent, decrying the realities. But here there's this quite shocking embrace, at least, you know, in terms of Hetfield's character in the song of war. Yeah, it's it's almost like a, a... 180 degree turn mm. from um and justice for all as you you know justice for all was a lot of almost anti-american oh, yeah. anti-government the album um, cover is sentiment yeah shock shocking to a patriot yeah of course yeah and then you know you get onto the black album and you, and you get to this song and you're like well wait a minute it's almost like they're contradicting themselves mm. But, I mean, you could argue this song, its roots are deep in the album. Look at the album cover. You know, it's adopting yeah. what is the, am I pronouncing this right? The, the Gadsden flag? Um, Gats, sort of, yeah, that's how I would pronounce it for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite a controversial thing, isn't it, for Americans, Danny? It is. And, um, I mean, I don't know too much about it. Um, I do see that, I mean, there's just online, is, mm. there's a, is it racist? Is it not racist? It's uh, yeah. just, it's kind of a touchy, touchy yeah. subject with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I should say it's a, it's a yellow flag depicting a rattlesnake called and ready to strike. And below him are the words, don't tread on me. It's kind of ubiquitous in American culture. I was sort of aware of it, kind of, in sort of the way most British people don't really know American revolutionary history or, you know, but but it's got links to the Tea Party now and libertarianism. It's in Sam Seaborn's office in the West Wing. Uh, shout out my Aaron Sorkin fans. It's in there, which is quite hard to see. But all in all, it's kind of, um, you know, personal sovereign tr- sovereignty, that sort of adoption, like, you know, army of one uh, mentality. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's something too that you don't see too often here in America as well, mm-hmm. I mean, especially in Los Angeles. Sure. Um, you don't see it much. You will go into like an army surplus store and there it is hanging. You're kind of like, well, what's that about? But yeah, yeah it, it's not something that's it's really part of our culture on here no. anyway. No, no, no. It's named after a general, apparently Christopher Gadsden, who designed it during the American Revolution, used by Continental Marines. Apparently, America's soccer supporters use it. Um, Sam's Army and American Outlaws. So shout out those guys. See you in Russia, 2018, maybe. But um, as a song in of itself, moving out of that musical um, kind of prelude, it just has. I don't think the riff is necessarily fantastic, but the more I listen to it, the more I enjoy it. You know, compared to some of the heavy hitters on Black Album, perhaps it's not the most outstanding. It's got a bit of a Wolf of Man chug about it between the open and opens, but it works for me ultimately. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's it kind of it's almost it's unsure of where it, where it wants to go and what it kind of wants to be. Mm-hmm. It is kind of how you said it's kind of in the middle of, you know, there's like struggle within, kind of a faster, you know, 
tempo towards the end and, and of Wolf and Man's, you know, kind of slow. And then you got this one that's kind of just kind of in the middle somewhere. It's heavy. I, it's one song, too, that early on, I know I would skip it quite often yeah. um, when listening to the Black Album. But um, I've come to kind of appreciate all their songs more. And this one, it, it's, it's a heavy song still. Yeah. It's a heavy song on a heavy album that you can definitely find a groove to it. So I do enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I like the verse as well. I like that it's not just a riff he's singing over; it's a riff that's always climbing as his voice is climbing. You know, it just adds to this quite epic sprawl that the song can inhabit, and you know, it, it's quite successful. And again, as clean as the guitars are, Etfield's voice is immaculate. It really sparkles and shines. I think on this mix. Yeah, it's definitely up front, mm-hmm. and uh, what you were mentioning too about the, the chorus. It's it's kind of a weird kind of guitar yeah. part too it's very poppy it's the weird. chorus yeah, yeah it is it's i, I and I've, i know i know it's like a coincidence or whatever but the way he sings so be it i always hear it as hear it as soviet which you know i guess mm. more like i know i know this is more of a gulf war thing even though it's written before rather than a cold war thing but you know all in all the song is a kind of war-ready bellicose song isn't it i'm thinking especially of the gang vocals on don't tread on me it has a kind of march-like element Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess once you you break it down that way, it's kind of almost surprising that there's been no kind of political spin on that song from <laughs> anyone. You know, or some shit, like, something oh like that, God. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the alt right adopted "Don't Tread on Me," it would hurt as a Metallica fan. Oh, it would, so it would sort of hurt so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't listen. But um, no, you know, <laughs> I agree what you're saying about the chorus, though. It does stand out to me as. You listen to the chords, especially, it's very 80s. It's kind of hard to put a finger on what's going on there, but it's kind of a nice melodic element to it. It's kind of almost in a major key to the majority of the minor, so it works. It's not very obnoxious, I think. But overall, I'm not pegging this as like a classic Metallica song. I think there's just certain moments, such as the solo, I think. I don't find it very memorable. Right. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of the same way. It's mm-hmm. definitely you know definitely wouldn't put it up as a classic. Even on yeah. the black album itself, yeah. I think there's so many other classics on there that you probably won't touch this one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not the worst song on the black album because I don't think that is necessarily a bad song on the black album, but it's just not something I'd rank really highly uh, on the release. Right. I would agree. You know, in, in in comparison, but I, you know, there's certain elements I do like. I like when he sings "Don't Tread on Me," and the only accompaniment are the drums, just kind of reinforcing what the you know the timbre is. I think that's quite moving. It's how the song ends as well, and the song ends in quite a desolate way. Yeah, and, and suddenly it ends with yeah. the "Don't Tread on Me," and then it's over, that's and it. you're like, "Whoa!" That's it. Some, yeah. Someone got trod on. I think it just kind of yeah. interrupted. But it's four minutes long. It's one of the shortest Metallica songs. Oh, that's me. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. It's not really, you know, it's talking about realities, I suppose, to a certain extent. It's, you know, it's being pragmatic to secure pieces to prepare for war. You know, you can take it perhaps as James endorsing something, but he's just being honest, I suppose, in today's climate. And, you know, that just plays to the fear. It has a a rumble. It has a clatter to it. The way he sings no, no, no before the second chorus, the way he sort of dips, I really like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know... All in all, it's fun. I, I like after the solo when it's just the kind of riffing, like legato. There's some nice movements there. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting, too, that kind of Metallica has always placed themselves kind of at the 
I guess, the tip of maybe offending people, but mm-hmm. they've always kind of taken the stance that, hey, man, we have no sides here. We're just kind of, they always kind of play the middle. And that's with what we've seen recently, too, with uh, with Hardwired is, you know, they've been questioned kind of as, are you kind of questioning where America is going right now? And they're kind of just always playing the middle. And that's what I think is kind of interesting, too, with this on, on the Black Album, especially on the heels of And Justice for All, where it's, they just gave you one side of the story and now they're giving you the other side of the story, but they're not really picking sides, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that constant refrain that so be it, you know, that is said um, seven times throughout the song. You know, there are a lot of kind of appeals to the chorus here, and I think it works that way. It's got a fresher element sometimes when he's saying, don't tread on me, and it's doing like the pull-off slow, and it's, yeah. you know, I, I just think all in all, it works well. It's tight. It's, you know, it's competent as hell. You know, it's well made, it's well played. It's just not something that stirs me essentially, but maybe it's grown on me as I've been making notes. So, yeah, and I think some Metallica songs definitely do. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on unload and reload too, where at first listen, I'm like, no, thanks, pass, pass. And then you just hear it again, and then you catch other things that they did with it, and you kind of see where they were going with it. So, I think Don't Tread on Me kind of goes along those lines, whereas, yeah, initially didn't really like it. But the more I listen to it, the more I understand the groove and feel where they're going with it, and, and they enjoy it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever faithful Wikipedia, uh, the lyrics reference American Revolutionary Patrick Henry's quote, give me liberty or give me death, with the line liberty or death, what we so proudly hail. Um, apparently to secure pieces to prepare for war is an old Latin adage, and um, the lyrics are contained rattlesnake imagery, which is inspired by Benjamin Franklin's essay suggesting the rattlesnake is a good symbol for the American spirit. And Hetfield himself said it was a reaction to the anti-American tone of Unjustice for All. And I don't know if you saw, there was actually an interview with him in Playboy, and he sort of disowned the song. He says that there are song, it wasn't a song that he liked musically. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, April, yeah, April 2001, yeah. Um, but then they did play the songs, so you know maybe they grew back into them themselves. Um, they weren't played until 2012. Is that weird to you? That particular song? Well, I mean, because there's so much on that album. Mm. I I think if, if you in if you put yourself in their shoes too, you're like we can't just play. I mean, obviously they've had tours where they played the entire Black album, but yeah. we can't just play the whole Black album. Um, there's so many good songs on the black and there's songs that you have to play. And like, I know that they've noticed or noted that in interviews where we have to play enter Sandman, we have to play sure. nothing else matters, you know, just for, for the casual fan or we have to play those. So it's don't try on me is kind of lower on that list of black album songs that, that they would play and that fans would love to hear. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it doesn't really surprise me that it took them that long to, to play it live. No, no. Um, the tune apparently was named by journalist John J. Miller of the conservative news magazine National Review as one of the 50 greatest conservative rock songs. It oh, was, no. It's actually, actually placed as number nine on the list. Miller praised it as, quote, tribute to the doctrine of peace through strength. So, that's funny. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to be on the lookout now and yeah. <laughs> keep it on the keep it on CNN and... MSNBC, and we'll see if Don't Tread On Me makes an appearance. <laughs> um, it's been performed 17 times live, which really isn't much, considering it's on one of the biggest albums of all time. But still, at least it's been aired out. Um, first played mm-hmm. in Prague, May 7th, 2012. Last played June 24th, 2012. So it just had a brief window that was in New Jersey. But um, any any closing thoughts on this song, Danny? Um, It's not my favorite. <laughs> but... Right. But um, 
it's it's one of those two that I, I will go back and listen to it and enjoy the hell out of it when I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also kind of one of songs because I play guitar myself, and it's one of those songs that I haven't got around to trying to even mess with yet. Um, but I know that it there's interesting parts on it for sure, and, and interesting riff on it. It's just yeah. one that's just, there's just so many Metallica songs that are in front of it that you kind of forget it. But if you do, you know, pay attention to it, or like I like like we both did in in um, preparation for the podcast is you get an appreciation for it and you do dig it and it's a good song mm-hmm. it's a very good song yeah completely completely and one of the things i started doing actually just to prepare for episodes is to watch uh, guitar covers of the songs so i can just see the fretboard up close and appreciate mm. what goes on uh you know more deeply and this one was fun to watch as any other one like you appreciate the main riff actually that he sings over has a real earworm sort of hook to the end of it which redfield does so well certain note placements to just get you involved to the song and uh yeah i mean don't try to me for all we've said it is still a great song don't get me wrong it's just not necessarily one of my all-time metallica favorites but it has been fun to go back definitely and obviously this song is adored for the right reason so we'll close with a few quick fire questions um danny the first of which what is your favorite metallica song favorite metallica song probably has to be um blackened i think right and justice for all was also was uh, always my favorite album mm. um kind of it was just so progressive um not in love with the sound of it obviously the mix sure. could have been better but uh, i think just as blackened as a intro to an album is ridiculous it's how much more of how much crazier can you get to start an album and then it kind of just picks up from there. So yeah, Black End was always my favorite favorite yeah. song. Yeah, a favorite favorite album, I guess, is Justice, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Justice. It's just Master Puppets. I would have to think is their best album. It's Justice for All is just my favorite, just because it's so it's so progressive, and it's such a it's a big departure from from Master of Puppets, but also still being complicated and still being um, just very detailed the songs are just there's so many riffs in that mm. album it's you know yeah 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 um favorite member james yeah. i would have to say james yeah. um i'm when i play guitar i don't i stay away from the leads really always never really drawn to being a lead guitar player mm. and always wanted to just focus on getting rhythms right and and what better teacher than james that oh really yeah yeah incredible iron wrist of a man um, yeah the final question, if you were to do a podcast like Alpha Metallica on a band, what, what is a band you could confidently do it on? Oh, it would just have to be Metallica, to <laughs> be honest. There isn't a, there isn't another band out there right. that, that I've followed at their career. There's plenty of us out here, man. I, Join in. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, there there isn't like I said, there isn't a band that I've I've I mean what maybe maybe Muse I've okay. come to, to really love them, but I haven't, you know, analyzed the albums as much as I've done with Metallica, with each Metallica release. Sure, 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 man. But yeah, Muse podcast, why not? That that sounds interesting. Yeah, right. Um, A few of their songs are quite... Starlight, I think, is a great song. I don't really know them that well, but yeah, I quite like Starlight and stuff like that. And obviously they have great riffs as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Matt's a, the singer. He's a, Nights he's of Sidonia, man, too. that fucking riff. Oh, that yeah. Riff. Crazy that riff is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, any any projects you'd like to uh, share? Uh, anything like that, Danny? Um, not not too much. Um, I have a, a blog that I wrote, and I actually recently did write about Metallica on the blog, so I will plug it a little bit. Um, it's uh, dannylosangeles.wordpress.com. Um, 
I wrote something just before I went to see them because interestingly enough, they actually played uh, in Los Angeles at the Rose Bowl on July 29th, which was my birthday. So the the uh, the kid in me was freaking out about that. Um, so I did kind of write a piece um, about Metallica and kind of like appreciation of the band and and you know and James um, that I did write on there recently. So that's on there. Um, if anybody would care to read that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Well, um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, thank you as well, Danny, for coming on. This has been great, man. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, of course, bro. Um, if anyone wants to come on the show, it's on metallicapod at gmail.com. Um, we've got a lot of the songs booked up for quite a while, but let me know what you want to do, and we can book that in for the future. If you want to just come on and do a top five review, rate, recap, anything like that, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash alphabetallica. You want to help the show, you like the show, you want to support the show, you want to give back. Everything that goes onto the channel goes onto there first. It'll be on there weeks before it comes out on the channel. If you want to listen prior, uh, you check us out on there. Uh, at metallicapod, you know, all the various things that I've said, uh, reviews on iTunes. But um, yeah. This has been Don't Try to Meet. Danny, thank you again, man. Thank you so much.